When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast as it is the final day of minicamp. Summer vacation has started. We are all in a great mood, mainly because of this amazing thumbnail put together by our guy Lawrence, QB1 cooking. It was a phenomenal step forward day, I think, for the Bears offense and uh, something to Put everybody in a good mood, as uh, we're always in a good mood on the CHGO Bears podcast. Nicholas Moriano, Greg Braggs are with me. Nick, it's really good to see you. It's good to see you too, Mark. We got to see a nice ending, like you said, to Bears minicamp. Great thumbnails. Great to be back with you too. Uh, Recap what, you know, ended up happening in today's practice. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's a major issue on today's show as we get into it. Um, I've been sending uh, different uh, texts, uh, messages to the other guy who was on the show for the last 24 hours <laughs> plus, and he hasn't responded to me. And um, I'm going to try to go through this show, Nick, not speaking to him. Yeah. That's my goal. We're not so going to talk to each other. I, I, I don't, You're going to be our go between Nick because I'm not speaking to him. Either. I don't. I don't even know what the beef is. I don't know who's talking right now. I don't even see him on my screen. But but for whatever beef that this guy has, apparently it might be about the fact that he abandoned the show. Plenty of beef. Yeah, so, chicken so I, I mean, it, it, it could it could be it, it it could get ugly today. But I'm gonna be honest, this show could get ugly. But uh, let 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 us celebrate. Let us celebrate mm-hmm. the 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 performance uh, from Justin today, and uh, we'll we'll let the other person get in here with all his mini camp thoughts. But I just want to know from your perspective, since you were there, uh, what. What did you? What impressed you the most? What stood out about QB one's day three of minicamp, along with everybody else out there? I think there was a lot to be impressed about, Mark, especially with some of the throws that we saw from Justin Fields and how he was able to mix a bunch of different receivers, not named DJ Moore, into the mix of when completing passes. Um, but I think my favorite play, and I think there's an argument for a two play race here, but my favorite one, just when you look at it in its entirety was a touchdown to Dante Pettis. And it was actually when we, the media was asked to leave the practice, but Justin Fields uh, breaks away, extends the play moving right. And Dante Pettis, he's covered up good coverage by Kyler Gordon on the play, but Dante Pettis sees Justin Fields rolling out. He stops his route and adjusts on a dime, which was impressive in itself, but that gave him enough time to separate from Kyler Gordon to get to an open part of the field. Justin Fields throws a high ball, and Dante Pettis climbs the ladder, brings it down, puts his two feet inbound for the touchdown. And I was just thinking in terms of, like, in the season, we're going to see stuff like that. Justin Fields is going to break the pocket, and it's going to be on his receivers to adjust. So it was just a really good play overall, and really nice to see on Dante Pettis then to adjust and make the play. You know, it, it's interesting that you bring up Pettis, Nick. Um Great to see you again, by the way. I, uh, you know, when they signed Dante Pettis and, and, you know, a lot of Bears fans kind of scratched their head, right? Like, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. You sign Equiminius, EQ, right? Equiminius St. Brown. You traded for DJ Moore. You're going to probably draft a wide receiver, which they ended up doing with Tyler Scott. You've got Chase Claypool. What you have Bayless Jones. Why? 
is Dante Pettis getting another contract with the Bears just because he was the Bears' best punt returner last year. But I think part of it, at least, I'm not saying it's you know 90%, but I think a significant portion is there is some decent chemistry between Fields and Pettis. You see it on the field, and even in the Bears video, not to over state one video where all the players the bears tweeting out you know walking off the field what would you do running away from a bear well you know field is coming off the field he's right there with dante pettis he's hanging out him pettis and, and dj moore and we saw it last year in the locker room there's just some good chemistry between those two so i i, I think it's fair to you know at least i'm not saying dante pettis is gonna be the best receiver in football but i think it's fair to, to be optimistic that pettis can actually be a piece that that could and especially a piece if if, if injuries come into play this year gregory i i i can't do this anymore i miss you i love you I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just very hurt by the lack of communication yeah, I know. But, you'll be you know, okay yeah you know, know, I, when you started counting down how long it's been since i responded to you i just figured i'd keep the bit going so I yeah was like, well let's see how long this me. can that's go tell me mark yeah 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 well yeah you know i, I you know six minutes okay. in One hour since you responded i go okay we'll see how long i can push this then i'll just ignore you all day so it was over 24 hours uh but well, the, hey this it, is we're now speaking yet. I, I think when it comes to Dante Pettis, it's like now he's in the role that's proper for him. Last year, mm-hmm. you're to be a starting wide receiver. Now he's sixth on your depth chart, you know, you know, or somewhere on the, the bottom portion of your depth chart where that's where he should be. And that's where he adds value because he's been around the block a few times. He's got chemistry with Justin Fields. And that just, like I said, we've talked about this since the draft, building depth in these position groups only is going to make guys like that stronger, you know? So I, it's exciting to think what this wide receiver room can become. If they all get on the field, we need Chase Claypool and, and Darnell Mooney to get back out there. And when they do, it'll be exciting, but that's not to say injuries won't come about, you know? So, you know, you got to learn to play with all these guys and, and Justin's got a year's head start with Pettis. So we'll see how that goes. I think for me, I mean, obviously you guys were there and I wasn't. So being able to hear what you guys saw and other reporters on the beat saw is is the is all we have as fans just kind of waiting for all this information because the Bears just refuse to put out any kind of hype videos of any kind of, you know, you know, just give us some content where we're starved for it. We just want a few throws to look at. And so for me, it's more about the vibe what the narrative is amongst the team. And when we talk, and I've said this a, a few times now on shows here lately, I I just am not with the let's keep our expectations low crowd. I understood it last year, and it was proper to have that you know mindset going into the season. This year, this team is not looking at week one or the rest of the season. Oh, well, well, you know, let's just, you know, we're still building. You know, this is still the ground floor. No. You know, we got guys talking about kicking Green Bay in the mouth. The Marcus Walker saying, you know, screw last year for for back of a better phrase. So I like that this team has started to elevate their level of expectations because that's what I want for them as a team and as a fan. Yeah, I. I'm going to be asking that question come training camp if somebody else doesn't. And it was on my mind today to both two fields and, and to Flus, And I didn't get in there, which is on me to bad positioning today in the press conference. And just, um, you know, just, I, I, I got to point the thumb at this one. But regardless, I, I, I how do you feel about increased expectations? How are you handling it? The flu, I, we all know what Flus is going to say. Yeah, you know, we're just mm-hmm. hey, we're, we we welcome it. We're I, or you know, we're we're just focusing on today, that type of stuff. Um, but I do think it's very interesting when it comes to Justin this part, right? Because you're going into year three, year two in the in the offense, and dude puts. I mean, he's used to this Georgia, Ohio State. First round draft pick playing in Chicago, quarterback of the Bears. But how do you balance having just a drop of fun uh, alongside the the immense amount of expectations that are being put on you and and your desire to be great? I mean, you a lot of these guys when they're in you know in this position, it looks like the greatest gig in the world, and we'd all want to be them, or at least I certainly would. Now you're the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. But there's so much on you 
to actually try to enjoy the moment is, is not easy. I wouldn't think. Um, and it, it maybe doesn't matter at all, but I, I, I do think it does and just from him just settling in and, you know, not, not trying to build, you know, a Super Bowl in one day type of thing and just let this thing develop and, and also, you know, keep that foot as far down on the gas pedal as possible at the same time, if that makes sense. Well, to your point, and I think this was the quote that stood out the most to how does the rest of the team feed off of their expectations? Tevin J, this is something Kevin Fishbane put out, our, our, our friend of our show here, uh, put out yesterday saying Tevin Jenkins said Justin Fields is like a 10 year vet. And the quote was, seeing how he commands that huddle and what he wants to see out of all of us. It's a wake-up call for me that I need to push myself to be on his level because he's demanding a certain effort out of all of us. So when we were at when you guys were all asking those questions today about his leadership, that's the quote. That that's the effect he's having on his teammate mm-hmm. is to demand a certain effort out of yeah. everyone. So I I don't think they're coming into this season like let's have fun. They're coming into week one. We no. got to beat Green Bay. No, no there, there, there's no doubt. Let, here, a couple super chats are coming in. I want to get to a little bit of audio. Let, let's. Uh, who do we got, Lawrence? What's who's who's playing early? Uh, super chats always welcome at any point of the show, but I like to knock them out as they come in here. Zach Ferguson, nine dollars and ninety nine cents. As a Bears fan, hate hearing you report the bad. But also as a fan, I appreciate it, exclamation point. I think a lot of people forget your fans, too. You're not happy to report it, but glad he was cooking today. <coughs> Excuse me. Look. Woo. All right. It's perfect time for that cough. Whatever happened <laughs> well, yesterday with that. <laughs> what happened yesterday? Stop. Whatever happened yesterday with, 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 with Bears fans screaming at Adam Hogue, our mansion, our leader on Twitter, that you, you look – we know that you don't want to hear the negative. Everybody wants to hear, uh, you know, the the chocolate and the flowers and the good stuff. But you also, uh, we 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 believe in you as a Bears fan that you can handle it when things are not perfect, and you want to hear about it. I, I don't know how both of you feel about this particular topic. Yeah, no, I think for, I mean, for us, we're, we're just doing our job. Like if Justin Fields throws an interception, he throws an interception. There's no way of skewing it. Can you make, look, are there reasons for the interception that may not be in Fields, you know, fault? Maybe, but we don't know what it is. He still maybe threw a pick, but today was a good day for Justin Fields. We, you know, put in a, in a thread on, on Twitter to let you know that he was cooking. That's why the thumbnail is what it is today, because he was looking crisp sharp in his decisions his throws his playmakers are catching the passes so it looked good today yesterday was a mixed bag of good and bad but i think you know just that's look it's june this should be what happens like with a quarterback in a new system or with new playmakers in a system that going into year two so I think that maybe we just need to tone it down a little bit when it comes to these June practices. Look, there's going to be a lot more in July too. There's going to be bad days in July in training yeah. camp. So just putting that ahead of the the right now, just to let everybody know that. And, and to a- Alex Flores's point, I handle the criticism in bad days, but the overanalyzing and overthinking, I can't. It, 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 that's a very delicate balance there. And I think, at least for myself personally, yesterday. Uh, I said a hundred times it's June 14th. Like, right. We get it. It there's, this is, this is not, uh, you know, life and death right now. It's June 14th. However, on June 14th, this is what it was. Braggs, you live on Twitter and I want to get this to a couple cuts here. So you don't have to give us a 10 minute soliloquy on this, but like I, I saw you, you know, you put out a poll yesterday. What should we do with Hogue? tomatoes, eggs, this and that. And and you, you live in this space more than any of us live in the space. So I, I don't know how you like what you want CHGO bears fans to know of anything about uh, you know, how we cover this team. I think everybody knows about it to this point, sure. but like I mean, yesterday, I mean, yesterday felt a little different. Hogue's reputation precedes itself. I mean, I have no problem with anyone criticizing Adam or any of us here on the beat or anybody else on the beat. We should, they should always hold their feet to the fire. But me, if you're going to criticize, I'm going to criticize your critique as a fan. I've been on both sides of this. Yeah. I'm on this side now, but I've been a fan my whole life and still am. I sit on bears Twitter all day. Like you said, 
So I do take exception when people are like, oh, he's just looking for clicks and attention. Adam Hogue is not doing that. So I did take exception to that and wanted to push back on some fans because, you know, at the end of the day, this team, it, it, Justin Fields is not at a point where he's like Drew Brees and he's going to have flawless practices. Maybe that day will come in his career. He's just not there yet. And it's unreasonable for anyone to have that expectation. And if they've got a report on the, the misses or, you know, they don't complete a pass downfield and he, and he takes the check down, so be it. Does that mean that anybody's making any kind of statement against his career or Justin Fields' potential? No. So, you know, I think it's low-hanging fruit. So I won't go on a, a long soliloquy, but I just know from my standpoint, I've been covering the Bears like a fake reporter for five years, going out to training camp, putting out hype videos, and nobody ever has a problem with how I did it because I only put out the 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 the, the rosy, nice plays. I don't put out the in- incompletions. So, but nobody ever had an issue with that. Nobody ever held my feet to the fire. Like, Hey, Braggs, how come you're only showing the, the, the bomb downfield and not the, not the bad throw? Because I'm a fan and I want it to be all good. So if you're going to criticize a negative report, you got to question the ones that are out there that are going to put something overly positive training camps coming up. Every one of you watching the show or on Twitter can go to training camp and pretend to be a reporter just like me. And let's see how balanced you can keep it. That's what I would say. Uh, live your life like Greg Braggs, right, Nick? I mean, seriously, yep. look look at this guy. He's don't respond to Connor for twenty four hours. Just let him let him stew and and then come in with uh, all the goodness. All right. Uh, can I hear from? Let me just play this one clip as uh, we got some sound from practice today. So Fields was asked about his footwork as we kind of get into the minutia here. And I, I thought it was interesting because, you know, year one with Nagy, his footwork was one way. And then here comes the Flus and Getsy and company. And they didn't, they wanted him to make a major adjustment, which is, which is difficult when you're used to be playing one way, doing anything for all us recreational athletes out there. Hey, change your forehand. Hey, change your jump shot. Hey, change the way you swing. What change your footwork on how you throw. That is difficult. So he was asked about, you know, where he was when he came in to where he is now with his footwork. And I, and just listen closely and, and try to get a feel of, of whether you think that Fields is actually liking the way that he's being coached. Not to overanalyze it, but just, just give it a critical listen here. Here he was on his footwork. I mean, yeah, it's different from my rookie year um, because it was a completely different footwork than now. Um, so this footwork that, you know, we have now, the first year of me using it was last year. So, I mean, if, yeah, if you're comparing it from now to last year, it's, I would say it's a big difference for sure. I'm sorry. You're being coached differently that year, as far as football. Yeah, but yeah, just yeah, different footwork. Do, yeah, what's up? Do you feel the effectiveness that this works better for you? Yeah, um, not necessarily for me. I mean, of course it does. I think last year, of course, was my first year doing it, so I was just trying to get the hang of it. And of course, I you know grow throughout the year, but you know this year, um, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it, and um, you know, it just times up for the routes better. Um, and, you know, just, just like I've been saying since last year, our, our uh, whole offense is, you know, using my feet. It's, it's tied with our feet. So, uh, you know, just, just trying to use that feet as like a clock in our head just to move from, you know, each route in the progression. So the, the one that stood out there for me, I, I, you know, not necessarily for mm-hmm. me. Like, this is how you all want me to play. This doesn't necessarily help me. I get it that it might help your offense and, and what I got to do. But yeah, nah, nah, it almost feels like he wants to go back to playing the way he he played his whole career before he got to the the Luke Getze, Matt Eberflus Bears. It, it still feel it, maybe it just feels a little bit more comfortable even even going into his second year. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, Mark, when he said that, and I was all the way in the back of the the press conference room. There was a lot of people there today, but that like that stood out not necessarily for me on. Uh, knowing that the footwork is different, but that if he gets his footwork down, that's probably what's best for the entire offense because he said the timing is paired up with the footworks. But that's interesting because what does Justin Fields' opposite foot forward, how does that impact his throwing more than what he's doing right now with obviously his left foot being forward now? So it's interesting that he said that, and hopefully he's getting more used to it now because that's what that's what the system is. 
you have to have the footwork down or the plays are not going to be on time. You're not going to complete the pass. You're not going to make progress as a quarterback. But that definitely stood out when he said, not necessarily for me. Any reaction to that, Braggs? Yeah, it certainly stood out when he said not necessarily. I mean, that's saying, well, I could do it a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, and, and he, and he really go ahead, Carm. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 I wasn't jumping you. I'm sorry. I opened my mouth. No, it's mouth. good. I just thought you were going to, um, yeah, well, look, on- I, just, I just think it's interesting, right? The, the bears made a decision and the bears being, uh, Luke Getze mainly, uh, right. this offense made a decision that you, we cannot win with you playing that way. We need you to make a major adjustment. And if you go back in time, so they change up his footwork, right? Season gets going. It is ugly. I mean, he's, he's having under 100 yard throwing games. They, he, he actually played fairly, you know, the stats did not reflect how well he played against the commanders and, and neither did the points scoring only seven, but they came out of that and like, all right, let's turn this dude loose and let's let him, let's let him get out of the pocket more because what we have done as far as his footwork, at least that, that part of it has not taken hold yet. So let's let this guy play a little bit more natural and he goes on to break all sorts of records using his athletic ability and his and his force to wow the NFL. And right, here we are. Go, here we and just let me finish. Here we are going into year two, and I think he's obviously more comfortable with it. But mm-hmm. there's there's still clearly part of him that's like you know trying to figure it out and is not completely in love with it. I think right because you can make the argument. <laughs> that last year with the surrounding cast, while you're trying to teach him this stuff, implementing an entirely new offense to him, implementing new footwork to him and it, and trying to get him to understand his platform and timing as Matt Eberflus, when they asked him what was important for him to work on, those were the first two things he said. You could argue last year set him back because he's trying to work on these things with uh, offensive line, especially on the interior that he doesn't trust with wide receivers that aren't getting separation, but he has to stay true to his rules that he's being taught. So, you know, in the, you, na- in, in the national football league against the best players right. in the world, keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now you come into this season with a healthy supporting cast. Is it perfect? No, but no team is. So you, you hope that he's got, you know, the right mindset and the, the mental, you know, fortuity to get through. I don't, I'm like looking for the word, to battle through what he did last year, learn from those mistakes, whether they're his personal ones or the team around him, and now take that in and use that as a positive going into this season. I, I think he can, but the the thing that you know, when he talked about, you know, hey, I'm just getting comfortable with this now, you know, this is his opportunity now this year, this camp with these guys. Because you remember this year, at the, last year at this time, they didn't even know who their offensive line was. This year they do. That was something that was also talked about today. So that continuity is going to help him with his trust. So I, I look forward to Justin taking that next step. But it's it's going to be a work. Last yesterday's title is work in progress. It's going to be a work in progress. Does that not mean? Does that mean they're not going to be competitive? They absolutely can be. They're going to score points, but there's going to be times where they're just going to have to figure it out. Or as Karm has pointed out, they're going to have to run the ball. You know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. not all going to come in a day. He's not going to have these flawless practices like Drew Brees and Peyton Manning this year, but that doesn't mean he can't be the most, one of the most dynamic players on offense that the bears have ever seen. Nick. Mark. I'm getting nervous, but um, let's uh, let, let, we'll get to some super chats here coming back. Nick, can you, can you actually handle Sunnyside? Can you tell everybody about Sunnyside as I re re up my, uh, my 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 bronchitis throat here while we make the yes, best show that we possibly me, can make. Let can me you go t- ahead and, and find the sunny side. Yeah, I believe I believe in is, you, Nick, and I believe in Brad. I, I found the sunny side Tell canvas him, dispensary. Tell this is this is a new one for us here at CHGO Bears and for CHGO. But Sunny Side is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide area or wide array, sorry, of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. One-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. 
easy online ordering and in-store pickups great transparent loyalty program sunnyside rewards there you go you get some perks if you get some uh cannabis from sunnyside and illinois favorite dispensary from city to suburbs wrigleyville to river north champagne to south belmont which chicago athletes uh which chicago athletes made you feel good this week um well i can tell you that justin fields on this final day of bears mini camp i mean how he's throwing the ball you feel that same way with sunnyside products uh the good news you have gummies rechargeable vape pens and cart perfect for great moments with the crew cresco reliable ex- excellent cannabis consistently consistent quality experience and availability uh flowers babes concentrates and pre-rolls they got they you name it sunnyside's got it and here's the most important part when you're thinking about hey i'm gonna go check out sunnyside because i just listened to chl bears podcast through august Head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 or older on an Illinois MedCard holder. And again, it's 25% off. And you get that by using the code CHGO25. So I won't be doing it, but um, I'll be using my sunny side at different points. But I just, but you know, when I'm working at training camp, I will, you know, be fully sober. But I highly recommend get your sunny side, come to training camp. Seriously. I mean, uh, well, let, 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 let's, let's live the dream here. Uh, also, Father's Day coming up here right around the corner. So if you haven't gotten your dad, anything yet or you know that 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 father figure in your life don't worry uh that's where manscape is coming right there for you you and i and braggs both know that good old dad that older gentleman yeah they could use some serious grooming in his life i mean listen uh you know my mom's scuffling with what dad's doing these days so listen help him out grab your dad the performance package 4.0 your pops is going to thank you for helping him tame that, uh, let's just say it, old beast. Yep. Uh, it's a win-win situation for mom and dad when you get this done. So go to Manscaped, use the code CHGO, 20% off, and you get the free shipping. Um, you know, this is, this is, this is, you know, Manscaped is, is the only men's brand dedicated to be the below the waist grooming it's like the perfection the lawnmower 4.0 i'm telling you when you when you show up to dad and say hey buddy also that nose that ear those hairs it's not it's nasty i mean they didn't even know what the weed whacker 2.0 was about i mean my pops was born in the 20s when i when i show up at 97 i mean he's still got some 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 something to play with down there let's go fred i'm gonna hook you up with some nose and some ear trimmer uh, the best in the business as well uh yeah Father's Day, step it up here. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use that code CHGO. Uh, and don't forget, you when you came for your dad's balls, yeah, this year, show your original home, your guy, some love with Manscaped. <laughs> it's a dangerous game letting you do that. It's a dangerous I mean, game. I had to, I had to Seriously. I mean, you, you got to take care of Pops. Who doesn't have a dad out there that's got some nasty nose hair and ears hair and can use the weed whacker 2.0 and, you know, uh, you know everything else that's the situation. I, I love our friends at Manscaped. All right. Um, one more uh, bit of sound from Justin Fields, if we may, here. Uh, this was Fields, and the best thing that's happened, at least in my mind, and maybe you guys can weigh in this, and then we'll hit the hit the sound. What, what? Let me ask you guys first before I answer it. Braggs, what's the best thing that's happened so far in OTAs and minicamp? Well, I mean, it's definitely the chemistry of Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Okay. But I want to know from you guys. You guys are the ones that see it. Okay. That's one. What Nick, what would you say? So that's that's the first one on my list. But I think Tyreek Stevenson ascending to be that starting corner outside of um, Jalen Johnson right now. That's, a, I think, a big, um, you know, not adjustment, but a big addition for the Bears defense, knowing that, hey, the guy they moved up to go get in the draft, is looking like the player that they envision and is making some waves there in uh, OTAs and minicamp. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, but I, I think we all, you know, would underline that this season is once again about the quarterback and getting him to the level that he needs to be. And 
He's had some bad days or some mediocre days, whatever. Uh, and he's had some good days. But what he's done is he's built chemistry with DJ Moore. That is a huge deal. I mean, that he did not have that with literally with, I mean, he had it for a point with Mooney, but Mooney got hurt. Um, and we don't know what we're going to get with Darnell Mooney coming back. Fingers crossed it'll be the Mooney that, uh, that, you know, had a thousand plus yards. But so, uh, he was asked about his chemistry with DJ Moore, and uh, it it was it, there was there's this is interesting too how he how this developed and, and why he's fallen so quickly for DJ. I mean, it did come uh, quickly. Um, I, I didn't really expect anything because it's different for each each guy, but I feel like with DJ, it's you know his body language is pretty easy to read, um, and really early on we communicated on you know how we want you know each route train and stuff like that. And of course, you know, he's a lot of experience. He's been in the league for, you know, a good a good period of time now. So, you know, he's he's played a lot of football, so he knows, you know, um different coverages really well. Um that's one thing that I was kinda impressed about, like with the offense coming in and just, you know, understanding seeing coverages really well on uh short straps and stuff like that. So um, you know, he's been great and you know, the the chemistry's definitely picked up. So, I mean, there's a lot in there. N- number one I think is the respect that he has for a veteran who's been in the league and has been there and done that. And he just has not had that. Um, so it's something like, okay, somebody in this wilderness of my new footwork and a, a, a new offensive coordinator and a new head coach and the pressure of being a QB in Chicago. Can I get, can I get a, a flag that I can plant and direct myself towards who will give me some comfort out there? And 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 DJ uh, is, I think he, which he underlined, sees things on the field and understands coverages better than Justin does. So Justin can lean on that. There's there's a conversation there. It's good, and I don't want to run down Chase Claypool here, but, but but think about the how much what he's saying about more with what compared to what he said about Claypool. Yep. Claypool, he's got to he's got to go up on the sidelines and 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 and, and tell him to not act that way, versus. DJ, he's like, oh my God, I, you know, the body language is easy. Like the, 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 the what he says to me, uh, the, the, the experience, like it, it just, we, the, the bears. He's needed- deferring, he's deferring to his relationship. Yes, exactly. Whereas mm-hmm. when, remember when you pointed out a few weeks ago, when you were kind of questioning about when fields was talking about chase Claypool, not to turn it completely to chase, but that was the difference where he was, you were like, wait a minute, chase has been in the league longer. You know, but the way Fields was referencing what Chase needs to work on, he was kind of being the leader towards him, where it sounds like DJ is the leader towards Justin trying to get him to that next level. Yeah, no, it's great that it's great that Justin has a guy like that because this is a new this is a new offense for DJ Moore, yet because of all the experience he had in Carolina and all the defenses he's faced, he was able to pick it up pretty quickly. And that's why we're seeing the chemistry. As Justin said, it, it happened a little quicker than, you know, even he expected. It happened pretty quickly. So it's nice that he can have that. Not only is his number one wide receiver his best playmaker, but it's also a guy that is experienced that can help him in the long run as they're both figuring out how to best work with each other. So far, it's looking good, but it's a, it's a nice dynamic that, that Fields and Moore have developed. And it really did happen in, what, a couple of months, which has been great to see. Kurt's making a good point here. Look at who Claypool's role models were in Pittsburgh. You'll help him being around more. Absolutely. I, I, and I, Fields. And Fields. And, and Fields. And, and the Bears. I mean, the, the one mm-hmm. thing that stands out also in this minicamp OTA period is the attitude around the team. There is a lot of positivity flowing out of Hallis Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, we put out that uh, clip yesterday from Demarcus Walker, which we uh, – thumbnailed up with you know f last year give mm-hmm. a shit about that it's 2023 let's go which i mean he's kind of you're in your first year here i'm not sure that everybody there's a lot of talking coming out of different places here uh for people that are still fairly new to um the scene but that's fine good great be confident i i, I support it um yeah i i just it's like if you go back just to one more thing on the Claypool, when he guys talk, right? People, every, the NFL is one big fraternity. Justin, when they traded for Chase Claypool, I'm sure he called around. Who who knows this guy? What am I getting? 
and and then instantly when he's up there at the podium, you know, hey, this ain't gonna happen overnight. This is this could take some time. You know, I, I think he I think he had some information behind that comment when he said it. And then they had to work through some things. And hopefully when Claypool gets back healthy, Justin was very complimentary to Claypool today. Like, hey, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks that he's not out there, but you know, we are we are, we have a base, is what he said. We have a base with the, you know, we'll take OTAs. But this is just well, that is, I mean, and I know everyone doesn't want everybody just wants to run down lollipop lane. As much as I do, that is the other big takeaway I felt coming out of these last three days. You know, my guy, Sylvie, you know, uh, Carm's always giving me crap because I love my guy, Sylvie. But he put something out there that I thought was pretty profound, you know, because he he said yesterday he's got these 40 days to get healthy before training camp. He's He said that he's got time to get into the playbook. But the thing that really stood out to me was he said, I have heard from a few people inside that building that he is not somebody who is very self-motivated and there's a long way to go. Chase play, Chase Claypool can still change the narrative. They now are the radio home of the Chicago Bears. They're doing all this different stuff. They're at minicamp. They're doing stuff with Jeff Joniak. They're ta- he's not talking to the janitor. And for him to say something like, I'm talking to someone inside the building as somewhat of an employee of the bears. That's something that I have to take pretty heavily as much as I'm rooting for chase Claypool to shut everyone up and prove Mark wrong. We argued about this on draft night when I'm seeing stuff like that, I'm concerned and I'm looking forward to him changing that narrative come training camp. But at this point now I have to take a little turn down concern lane when it comes to Chase Claypool, I hate saying it, but that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, the only way Chase Claypool is going to be able to change the narrative on what what it is right now is if he actually gets on the field, starts making plays, is showing the chemistry that we're seeing uh, Fields have with more. Fields said, even though Darnell Mooney's not out there right now, he already knows the chemistry he has with him. So the best thing for Chase Claypool, get healthy, get on the field, Maybe don't even do any talking and just let your play talk for yourself. Because as of right now, we just have not seen, we haven't seen much of Chase Claypool. And when we did see him, it wasn't very productive, obviously being in a new offense. But there's a lot of uh, a lot of questions surrounding uh, Chase Claypool right now. Best thing for him is just get on the football field and start showing some things. And I don't want to bang on guys who are hurt because – I'm not in their bodies. I don't know what's what's going on. Yeah, uh, but he was out there today, Chase Claypool. He wasn't practicing. And when somebody scored a touchdown, Chase Claypool excitedly headed towards the end zone to celebrate said touchdown. That's good. That's yeah. good. And I'm not trying to like – Now I can only go off of the reports. I'm not there. I'm not talking to these guys. But I trust Sylvie. And Sylvie's reporting on this team now. He's going to Hallis Hall. So he's been in this a long time. So for him to put something out there, he knows what he's saying when he's putting out that he heard inside sources inside the building that holds a little more weight than just an opinion. That's somebody else's opinion that he's saying. So, you know, I hope that Uh, Chase Claypool can get out of it and, and, and show everyone that he, that he's worth the second round pick they traded for. I totally get it. I mean, you respect Sylvie and you don't like me. I got, I got all Sylvie all the time. And, you know, don't even respond to Carm. No problem. No problem. <laughs> I haven't been, I haven't been going to bears practice since, uh, I don't know. I, you came out of the womb, but uh, <laughs> well, we get it. You're old. I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's right. I remember being, I remember being there with, with Mark Silverman in 1998 at the United center. Uh, and Michael Jordan. Uh, Jason, that's exactly right, buddy. That's exactly <laughs> damn ass right. Uh, let's hit some super chats here. I appreciate everybody to jumping in today. There's a bunch of them. Thank you so much. We always love to see it. What's up, Crystal? I see you in the chat, but um, let's get uh, Steve. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stephen Weather for 999. How would we know if someday's coach, the coaching staff tells Justin to hold on to the ball longer to see the D line pressure? Or to see the DBs, or would that just be, uh, or would that be just bizarre coaching if they asked him to do that? 
I would think that would fall under bizarre coaching, Stephen. I don't think they're asking him to ever like just hold the ball. Let's see if these guys ever do anything. I, I don't. Nick, you you might know that better than me. That, Nick, that explain odd. what when Eberflus was talking about today when they were talking about the red zone drills, and they were saying talking about the pass rush, and he was like, "It's more tempo, so it's really more like seven on seven. I think that speaks to a little bit of how they're. They want him to see a pass rush, but they're not blitzing him all out so Justin can read through his progressions. Am I hearing that correct? Yeah, I think that's kind of what Iberflus uh, was getting at. I think it's also to get like the reps in there, right? This is your last practice before going off for break for, what, 40 days. And there were times in, what, Tuesday's practice – or Wednesday's practice where, you know, that D line was actually getting some pressure, but I think it is to have that thought of there are guys here, but you still have to make the play. But I don't think unless I'm completely off on this, I don't know if they would ever say, hang on to the football. So you see everything you do that more in walkthroughs, if anything, to kind of slow tempo, but this was in the red zone. They're running plays. And to, to answer the first part, we don't know what the coaching staff, is asking of Justin on these plays. We're the first read, second. We don't know that. So it's impossible to to give you the best answer to that. But I would think he's still looking to complete the pass, get a good rep for everybody. So they know their alignment, assignment, key technique, right? That's what Iberflus always says. But uh, hopefully that answers your question. Rel Rel 499. He also said sometimes he has to hold the ball longer for different routes that you guys might not see. Uh, Rel Rel, appreciate it. You know, one thing that he did talk about is that, you know, they're, they're trying to take deep shots down the field mm-hmm. right now to build that chemistry. You know, it, 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 it might, who cares if it doesn't look good on June, the whatever, um, let, let's, let's try to, let's try to find DJ more deep down the field. Let's do the same with Dante Pettis and once Claypool and Mooney and, and, just uh, Justin, uh, excuse me, uh, Valus Jones, uh, all those guys. He's he's working on it. That's exactly what he should be doing. So, so yeah, he will hold the ball longer in that place. Let me let's let a play develop. Let me see if I can find this this deep shot, I, which makes a whole lot of sense. Yep, no doubt about it. What else we got here, Cornelius? What's up, my friend? If just four ninety nine, if Justin has a Daniel Jones type season and the Bears win a playoff game, is that enough for you guys to be comfortable? giving him a big contract the playoff win is is nice but the daniel jones type season for the giants like that was he's like borderline is he the guy but he didn't actually show enough that you feel really confident in it i would like to see a little bit more to be completely honest to know like exactly you you're very confident that he is the guy, but the playoff win, obviously the bears need to be in a position to do that win some games uh, to be in that position in the first place. But yeah, I remember when the giants were kind of, you know, up in the air, like, how are we going to pay this guy? Didn't he get uh, the franchise tag too? So it's not like they're completely in on Daniel Jones and they kind of want to see one more year out of him. I mean, I, I think it's a very fair bet Cornelius that the bears are going to, pick up the fifth year option, play it all the way out and then see where they're at. I don't, I don't think they're going to be, even if, unless things go dramatically wrong this year, uh, which I don't anticipate happening and, or even if he, even if he's fantastic, I still think they'll be like, you know, maybe they will be more contract talk, but my anticipation is that they play this all the way up, pick up the fifth year, go that far down the road and, and try to get a deal done would be how I would think this is going to go in the bear's mind right now. But, um, Karm sources and, and not even my sources. Look, look at the way Ryan Poles has talked about Justin. It's been positive. He's one of his players, but it has not been, we are going to do whatever we possibly can to get this guy under contract. What it has been is by his actions, we are going to do everything we possibly can to put this guy in a position to succeed. So we'll, we should know whether or not we should pay him. That's what this offseason was for him. They traded the number one pick to try to, and, and drafted a right tackle and got themselves uh, DJ Moore to try to see what they have in fields. It's very similar to the Eagles and what Howie Roseman did for Jalen Hurts. Bears don't have that defense, but that's but still it doesn't who cares? Maybe they won't win as many games, but maybe the quarterback will hit. What else we got here, Lawrence? Any more? Any more? Any more? Uh, vibing with the dogs 
for a dollar ninety nine, just like a said source that said Komet hated JF yeah, Justin Fields. Do you guys know what he's talking about? I don't. Well, it's she, and her name's Elise, and she's in my spaces um, every <laughs> night that we're in there. So we, I was busting her chops last night and told her I was going to put the cables on her today, which I already have. She knows I was talking to her on a few of those rants, along with some other people on Bears Twitter. I don't really know who said Komet hated JF. I understand. Well, I think she's just referencing the 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 Sylvie sources thing, and then she's like, "Well, just like I said, source said blah blah blah." Okay. Whatever. Yeah, I don't remember that particular uh, miss. I mean, what there were sources that missed about the Tevin Jenkins stuff, you know, early on, you know, about he was going to get traded and then he didn't, and all that stuff. You know, you're not always going to get get it right when you're playing the source game. But um, I just like I said, you can you cannot believe Sylvie. But all I know is, like I said, they're the radio home of the Bears, and he's there, and he's putting something like that out. And I just think if you don't want to listen to it, don't. But it definitely had my ears up. Are me, you, and Sylvie going to lunch? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, that'd be very great. lovely. Uh, I mean, look- you already when you went with Cap to 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 dinner when we were at the oh, combine, you completely stood me up friends with cap for 20 years you're not involved in that relationship at all um so uh, uh hey to be fair, he stood all of us up he stood all of us up but then me and lawrence went to dinner we we yeah. got we got in to the yeah, big you, dog you guys had a better time listen i i don't doubt Saint it almost we did yeah so uh colcomet hates no one colcomet's the friendliest guy going Cole Colcomet, mm-hmm. I, I, there's Colcomet brought Justin Fields into the yoga room last year. You don't bring mm-hmm. people into yoga that you hate. Okay, Sorry. it was it was Hub Arkish that had put that report out uh, there well, at some point. Okay, well, I remember it now, Gary. I, I, Thank I, you. I, I, I never want to question the hubby, but I I would uh, I would be highly <laughs> skeptical on that report. Um, so I don't know exactly what all went into it. I have to talk to Hub. Uh, and anybody else before we get into a little bit of Robert Tunyon coming back here. No, you guys are good with uh, okay. all the fields supers, okay. so we could go Tanya now. Okay. Uh, well, first, let me just tell you about FOCO, because you know it, you love it. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It is spring and baseball season and football season, damn it. Always football season. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polo bags, everything you need for a game. Uh, check out FOCO.com or, of course, click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO for 10% off. After you check out FOCO, you got to check out Shady Rays, you guys. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. And Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn here at CHGO durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Have my Shady Rays in my car, easy access, know I'm going to have my eyes secure, and I know I'm going to look good wearing my Shady Rays. And what's awesome is if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, it happens. They told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is going to give out their best deal of the season all you have to do, go to ShadyRays.com and use the code CHGO for 50% off two or more polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. Highlight moment of practice today for you, Nicholas Moriano. Well, if I'm going to go other than the Dante Pettis catch, I mean, it's got to be the Robert Tunyon Bring in the ball with one hand. You have, you know, a bunch of people in the area, but the throw and the catch beat uh, really good coverage. And it's really nice to see Robert Tunyon make that catch as hauling in and score a touchdown for his offense. So, Bragsy, Nick and I are in the back corner of the end zone hanging out, just a solid CHGO moment. There's a Bears equipment guy who is right in front of us, and his job is is to if a ball's on the ground he's got to go out there and get it and get it back into the cycle so it gets back in so he's like just darting all over the place like trying to make moves and so here comes this play in the back of the end zone he's moving all around and fields guns this ball to tunyon mm-hmm. uh, uh, an absolute laser and there's if I was standing right there, I don't like my chances to catch it. I mean, the thing was moving. Um, yeah. Tunyon sticks his hand out, 
big paw, wow. slows it down, and then hauls it in. It was a great catch. Um, so that was sweet. And Robert Tunyon spoke yesterday, and I thought it was a, a just a solid moment with the Tunyon on how he has gone about this Green Bay Packer coming over here. Um, how have you gone about building chemistry? I asked him about this. How, how, do you, how has he gone about building chemistry with Justin? I mean, just being like, honestly, just a, a genuine person. I, I mean, I just, I like talking to people. I like, you know, getting to know people. And, you know, if you just have a locker room where just people go in there, you're sitting on your phone and you're just chilling, you know, you'd be surprised that, you know, how many people nowadays are just head down on their phone. But, you know, just team bonding activities. That's what OTAs really are here for. Like, you know, you're going to learn offense and you're going to, you know, figure stuff out and you're going to compete but like what OTAs really are is to have that downtime and close time with those players that um, you don't get during the season because you know season's long and grueling once you leave this building you're not trying to do anything else other than like go rest recover and you know you have a schedule Um, so just kind of building those relationships and that's what kind of coach Fluce has been big on is just just trying to get people to know each other, trust each other, love each other, and then you'll go that extra mile for your brother. Not And here comes a guy in from Green Bay who's been hanging out with Aaron Rodgers his whole career. And how does he go about it? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go up and I'm going to talk to this dude and I'm going to build something. And I don't want to read too much into one throw, but the Bears need options in the red zone. And yep. those tight, those tight ends are going to be in play, and it was cool to see today. And I, I like I like the energy that Robert Tunyon is bringing to the building. Now, spill the tea, Nick. Was this the eye emoji that you put out? You you put out a a, a tweet that was like kind of leaving us all hanging. Was this what that was? This catch. This so this was the entire day for Justin Fields. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So no, I saw that comment here from yeah. We we all want to know. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, that's all it was. The Justin Fields was back. Really <laughs> dial us up, you know. So yeah, yeah. after after uh, yesterday's practice, like seeing Justin Fields do what he did, like I know people are were going to be excited to do that, and it couldn't quite tweet about practice yet, so I just put that out there. But he also had a really nice throw, same exact portion of the field to Cole Komet and you know he was able to beat the safety on that one and I got to hear what it was Eddie Jackson and Tyreek Stevenson on the play and I got to hear what Eddie said to Stevenson he said thought you would be there Rook when you know uh, Cole Komet caught the play they kind of talked about it afterwards so it's nice to see that one the, the communication but hey Justin Fields is utilizing everybody DJ Moore wasn't as a part of the red zone drills and Matty Eberflus was asked about it, not too concerned about anything, but using everybody that's out there. And, you know, it was, it was nice to hear Eddie Jackson kind of go over to Tyreek Stevenson, like, Hey man, that's sure going to be there. Well, and we had one more of the, we got little audio. Tyler Scott was wide open uh, Ooh, yes. and, and, and fields uh, didn't throw it to him immediately, then did throw it to him and maybe caught him off guard a little bit right at the goal line. And he dropped it. Should have been a touchdown. Dude's got to make that catch all day long. And what did Jaquan Brisker say to him, Nick? Too big for the moment. And we were, we looked at each other like, oh, oh, Jaquan, okay. And again, that's like that playful competition. But he's like too big for the moment. And you know, Tyler Scott's walking off, probably a little disappointed that he didn't get you know get into the end zone. Can you imagine being Tyler Scott? You're trying to make your way on the football team. It's three days of mini camp. You've got 40 days until training camp, and you're going home with thinking about Jaquan Brisker saying too big for the moment when you could have had a touchdown at mini camp. That's a I lot. A... Look, Mark Jaquan Brisker is a big dude. Like I don't, I don't think people big. actually realize that. Huge. But the safeties, we had the safeties coach uh, Overstreet right in front of us, and he was talking to each of the safeties. And Elijah Hicks would come over. Eddie Jackson would come over. And then Jaquan Brisker comes over. I was just looking at him like, damn, he's dude. A, he like, looks it like a linebacker. Yeah, looks it was like a linebacker. to get hit by, by, hit by him. But, yeah, last, he's a big dude. Last year, I was in the south end zone for the Niners game in the torrential downpour monsoon. It was a great game. A lot of fun to be at. Just take that in. But that was the biggest takeaway I had leaving the stadium was 
Jaquan Brisker, when he's standing behind the line of scrimmage, behind the defensive line, he just looks like a fourth linebacker. It's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how big Dexter looks because I know Karm keeps talking about that uh, the last couple of days. So I'm excited to get, get to camp and see that as well. He, he's big boy, and Flus underlined him today. Like, they asked him, what do, you, what do you like about – I mean, he was asked about him, but – it was an interesting underlining that his favorite thing about Javon Dexter is the way that he hustles. Like Dexter is, I mean, everyone's hungry. You're trying to make it in the league. You know, be an NFL player, all that, but his hustle is standing out. Um, Well, you talk, Nick brought that up yesterday saying that was one of the things that stood out most to him as I was uh, doing my workout. You guys are saying, you said, Nick, that, you know, Justin Fields flying down the field, and the only guy that was really trying to chase him down, he, he wasn't going to catch him, but he was trying to chase him down, was Dexter. So I'm sure that's Eberflus went back, watched the tape, and saw that, makes a mark, you know, on his little hits philosophy chart. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to see those young guys buying in too. Like, you know, obviously they're big defensive linemen and they're running downfield, but that's what it's going to take. If those guys can buy in, we know Demarcus Walker's all about the hustle intensity. Yep. Like every time he gets brought up, how many uh, times did always... you hear that in, in, today, even in these press mm-hmm. conferences, Justin Fields said it more guys are more bought in. And yeah. I really felt like they did buy in last year. Now, granted, you know, it was a team of, you know, uh, mercenaries almost because <laughs> you knew a lot of them weren't going to be a part of the future. Now you have a core team where they are looking towards this season and the future. And so the vibe is so much different that you got Justin Fields saying everyone's more bought in than last year. And you're talking about a three win team where they, I felt battled every week until the final two weeks of the season or so. So if there's more buy-in to a team that I felt I respected at least their effort week to week, even though the wins weren't there, I'm excited to see what more buy-in looks like from a team that feels like they have a chance to win now. So just a quick shout out uh, to one guy though that's, that's been open and I'm, we, me and Nick are, are very much rooting for the fountain uh, to keep flowing. Darice fountain who was a fifth round draft pick in the 2018 NFL draft by the Indianapolis Colts. What am I hearing? Oh, is this the fountain? It's the fountain. We have no idea what we're hearing. No, I just thought I heard the fountain. <laughs> sounded like an airplane over your head. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the fountain uh, has, has had some time. It's played eight games in the NFL and has two catches. So, He's going to have a, it's going to be a tough battle for him to make the team. But let me just tell you, Darius Fountain, who was with the Chiefs last year, this dude's open a lot and he's big and he's tall and he's interesting. Let me put my glasses back on to get you the exact height for Darius Fountain. <laughs> Look at this old man trying to read this. It's so sad. <laughs> such, a, such a terrible development. I can't, I can't, it's, it's uh, I, I freaking hate it. I, 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 I really want to fight both of you right now, mainly you, Riggs. Um, but I'm just telling you, the fountain, man, Darius Fountain, I, I, I'm, I'm, I will have my eyes on him come training camp. I mean, the Bears, that wide receiver room is stacked. But he was frustrated today visibly that, that he was open a couple of times and, and just, uh, you know, he didn't get the football. Dude, dudes dudes uh, get like some separation it. out there. I, I like it That because when – you guys, somebody asked, you know, even flows who are guys that make it, made an impression that might have a chance at camp. There's nothing I love more than falling in love with guys that have little to no chance to make the roster, especially with the wide receiver group last year. It was a guy from my area. I can't remember his name anymore, but he was from Gary. Um, and he stood out uh, cause Justin Fields was throwing to him with, Maybe it was two years ago, but regardless, I always find a way to fall in love with some wide receiver that has no chance to make the team. So, and, and uh, cor- cor- let me correct myself. The last time Fountain played in the NFL was 2021 with the Chiefs, not last year, two games, five games with the Colts in 20, which might, and, and, and a game with the Colts in, in 18. So he's been lurking and hanging and just not getting that opportunity, but still somehow 
you know, just battling his way. I, I'll, I'm going to try to get some time with him come come training camp. I love dudes like that who just mm-hmm. are chasing that dream to, to the end of the earth, baby. Let's freaking go, um, which is what, something that everybody know, one understood. One question I yeah. had for you guys was, what did, you know, either one of you can take this. What did you guys see out of Elijah Hicks? So I just nothing. feel like nothing. How about you? I, I saw him he, go ahead. He's out there. Like he will sub in for, you know, either Jaquan Brisker or Eddie Jackson. He's just been, he's been on the bad end of big plays. So that's, that's the thing. So he gets in there, the DJ Moore play yesterday. And the green Elijah Hicks is over there. The Cole Komet, or I think it was the, the Robert Tanyan touchdown. Elijah Hicks is in coverage, but he's getting his opportunities. I'll okay. say that. So he's out there. He's asking questions to the safeties coach. Like he had an in-depth discussion with Overstreet, trying to like listen in on it. Can't really, but he's very attentive, but he just seems like whenever he's in there, like, hey, let's go attack uh, Elijah Hicks right now. Okay, that's helpful. And then for Mark, uh, with you, one thing that you've said a lot, especially last year, was with Larry Borum and his – physique you've talked about this a few times and at the end of the press conference today Matt Eberflus kind of called Larry Borum out they he was asked about his opportunity to win the job as the swing tackle they said that's something a point of emphasis that they're looking for someone to win that job and he said when he was talking about guys having their next their plan over the next 40 days talking to the the the, the workout guy the nutritionist and everything he talked about Larry Borum, this being a big summer for him was the exact wording he said, and that he needs to get leaner so guys aren't getting past him. I, I thought that's just something that stood out to me. It's easy for us to look at this, all the starters, but I'm looking around at some of these depth pieces because injuries are going to happen eventually, and we need some of these guys like Larry Borum to step up and take a job or he's going to be gone. Well, we know that Larry is has been bummed by the way this has gone for him in Chicago. Uh, he he had that what is he had that tweet that he put out there and then instantly deleted once right. they, they drafted Darnell Wright. Um, I, I don't uh, to be honest, Briggs. I don't have a lot of uh, Borum uh, eyes on him so far. At least in minicamp, I haven't really paid a ton of attention to him. I know that uh, Nick and I were there today when we noticed that he was at left tackle for a snap. Um, mm-hmm. and then Braxton Jones is back out there. Um, but I, I honestly like, yes, he's never been the most like physically imposing guy, but I've never had a huge, like Larry Borum stinks take. Like I, I, sure. I, I've just sort of, you know, if, if we're I know you're at, a big physique guy, I am, you I are like, a big physique guy. I, I am. I like to see dudes that are absolutely, you know, ripped, uh, it, it like, a lot of the bears. Well, and uh, it, it let, stood let, out to me because Eberflus, if you run run it back, he specifically calls that out and then says, "This is a big summer for him." So he's kind of laying it on him. I mean, Corey Wooten's told the story how many times that Rod Marinelli uh, said to him, "Hey, you got to step up this year, this camp, if you want to make this team." And I felt like that's basically what Matt Eberflus was saying there. I I think it's. And shout out to uh, Chris Emma, who did a nice piece on this. I think Lucas Patrick is just an interesting name to to pay attention to right now. He's not getting – no one's talking mm-hmm. about him really. Um, but he's been very motivated. He's trying to make Cody Whitehair the best Whitehair that he can possibly be. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't completely write off his career with the Bears. I, I think you're going to see him on the field some this year. Uh, I, High I, energy I, too, Mark. High energy. Yeah, when those yes. touchdowns were scored by the tight ends, like Lucas Patrick, he's all up in TJ Edwards like – just space like hey look we scored a touchdown we scored a touchdown so lucas patrick i think is a good teammate and he was swapping in with with the ones at the center position with cody whitehair well that so, that's my question you, mark is the door open for a center competition there no no i, I don't, don't think so i don't think so okay. I, I think they're set on that offensive line but uh you know, as far as like swing tackle swing sw- I, I would just say swing players like uh, Lucas Patrick, we're gonna see him on the field this year, and hopefully he can stay healthy. I'm rooting swing for swing interior guy, and now they got to find their yeah. swing guy on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, good stuff today. A lot of fun as per always. Do we have any more supers that we need to? I think there's we one, have a couple right? more. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's 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 get everybody in here, baby. Appreciate everyone. Uh, uh, 
Brennan Backus, $5. Y'all concerned about how our O-line won't face a legitimate pass rush all off season because our D-line is weak. AF. AF. As <laughs> um, well, they do have a joint practice uh, or yeah, two they're going to have against the Colts. So let's hope they bring in over the next 40 days some help on the defensive line. Um, you know, I, I definitely can see that being the case, but if not, we're going to find out they're going to practice against each other for a couple weeks. Then they're going to go to Indianapolis for two practices in a preseason game where you're going to really get to see how they stack up against somebody else. Also, I'm expecting the bears to add at least one edge rusher. I, the way that Flus was talking about that yesterday, uh, I don't know. Maybe we will. There was some optimism there. I, I, and Yannick and Gakwe or whoever it's going to be, I, I still think that's very much on the table. Clowny, uh, real quickly. Yeah. Well, maybe Clowny. Okay. Uh, real like Tevin Jenkins talked about, like Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens. Like they're not able to use their bull rush moves right now. They're not asked to do that. It's all kind of finesse handwork stuff. So come training camp, I think you're going to see a more arsenal, type, uh, more moves being used by this defensive line. So, yes, it's not the greatest D line on paper. They're still going to be challenged, though, at times. I have a feeling you're going to see them put the pads on a couple more times. Hey, I know it's more limited than the old days of two-a-days and, and grinding these guys to, to a nub before the season starts. But I have a feeling now that they have their core and it's a young group that's as fired up as they are and it feels you can feel that energy in a lot of the answers they have, I think Matt Eberflus is going to fire up a few more uh, – uh, you know, sessions where they're ta- full tackle and I'm excited for it. All right. Uh, what else we got here? I'm see people are, uh, Adam Westby, $2. I think Mark Carmen is fun. Adam, let's play golf, not golf. Actually, let's, <laughs> let's play some tennis. Let's come on and play on the softball team, Adam. Let's, let's have a, let's have a cocky. Let's go. Appreciate that. Adam, uh, four from Steven Weatherford. Wise words from Carm quote, having cockies and hitting grannies. Got to make it a shirt just for the charm himself. It's, um, banging grannies. Just to, <laughs> just to keep the ver- you know, I mean, you said it. I, I was, I did say it and uh, <laughs> you'll never live it down. It's oh, fairly nice. Chubbs. Here we go. Chubbs willing to spend $2 on brags, which is just so adorable that Purdue sucks. And, and, uh, and they do um, bo- boil it down. All right. Uh, Nick and, uh, and, and will are back tomorrow. Braggs will be doing whatever Braggs does. I'm going to the Cubs game with my mom and my daughter tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So you're going to meet us up. Carm. Uh, yes, probably, you probably, are. Probably not. No, I think I'm oh, going to be yeah. in, the, in, 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 in a location undetermined. Uh, but if I am, <laughs> but if I'm close to Wrigley, I'll, I'll run by. You're just always just in be- a location undetermined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Real quickly, uh, we have uh, one th- one more right here. Uh, Josh is asking about the birds. Uh, did the bird eggs survive um, the final practice? They're still going. They're going strong. Mama bird, the eggs are still there. If you're watching the YouTube uh, stream right now, I tweet about this. This is great news from final day of Bears minicamp. Justin Fields is cooking. The bird, the mother bird, her eggs are alive. All, all W's today. Uh, on Thursday at House Hall. So, well, hopefully we'll see more birds, more birds when we go back to training camp. I, I actually didn't notice the bird today. The bird, I think, was just oh. calm and, and living its dream from my standpoint. So that's that's good news. That's huge. All right. Um, I had fun. I don't know if you guys did. And uh, A good yeah. day yeah. without Hater Hogue. No, nah, I missed him. <laughs> Enjoying his anniversary. Happy anniversary. In an undisclosed Happy. location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I think to wrap up the show, let's just all do it together because it was a great day for Justin Fields. Let's all settle in and let's be there. Three, two, one. QB1, QB1. Hallelujah. <laughs>